We'll read from verse 1. This is a classic portion of scripture that uh, explains to us why the chapter divisions are not sometimes appropriate. <coughs> because clearly in chapter 15, 1 to 7, it's the same subject as the whole of chapter 14. It's just a continuation of chapter 14. So putting chapter 15 there in the midst just confuses the issue a bit. But it's the same issue. But we'll read the scriptures first and let the, let the scriptures speak to us. As I always say, it has more to say than I have. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbour for his good to edification. For even Christ pleased not himself. But as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproach thee fell on me. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Now the God of patience and consolation grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus that ye may with one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wherefore, receive ye one another, as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Now I say that Jesus Christ was a servant of the circumcision, that's the Jews, for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. And that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy, for it is written, For this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles, and sing unto thy name. And again he saith, Rejoice ye Gentiles with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all ye Gentiles, and laud him, all ye people. And again, Isaiah saith, there shall be a root of Jesse, and he that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him shall the Gentiles trust. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. Let's pray before we commence our study. Father, we thank thee again for thy word and how precious the word is. And we are very conscious that we need to be doers of thy word and not just hearers only. And all the principles that we read of this morning in thy word, we pray we may have the desire to fulfill those principles in our fellowship one with another. We ask thy blessing on thy word. In the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. So, as Andrew brought before us in chapter 14, which was extremely in detailed, uh, we're carrying on the same subject from chapter 15. So I shall just refer back, I don't sure you won't mind if I refer back to some principles from chapter 14 
as well as lead on to the principles in chapter 15, which is good. And, and the first thing we're going to lead on these principles is this. Him that is weak in the faith, this is chapter 14, verse 1, he that is weak in the faith, that is lacking in Christian liberty, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputation. disputation. And I brought my Amplified Bible with me because the Amplified Bible quotes it quite nice, really, and puts it in its place. As for the man who is a weak believer, it could be men or women as well, welcome him into your fellowship. That says, receive him, yes? We've got to receive one another as the Lord Jesus Christ has received us. And we're very grateful for that, and we, that Lord Jesus Christ has received us into fellowship with himself. So we need to receive one another. And this means welcome him into your fellowship. Welcome him, them into your heart as well as into your home. Uh, and then because they have what Andrew described was scruples, and in the early days of the Jews, there was a big mess, wasn't there, when the Jews were Christians, they become Christians, and then all the Gentiles were coming in, it caused lots of problems for the Jews. And some of them wanted to keep certain traditions and things like that, non-essential things. But it did cause some problems. And we, as Gentiles, we've got total Christian liberty, haven't we? We've got loads of liberty, and we know that. But the danger here is that some people who has got scruples, you could overstep that mark, yes? And it says here in, in this, do not criticize his opinions or pass judgment on his scruples or perplex him with discussions. <laughs> right? So it, I get the feeling there that you might go ahead and say, right, I'm going to sort this brother out. Yes, he's, <laughs> he needs to be brought into the liberty, Christian liberty, which the word is teaching us. And you're going to quote him this scripture, this scripture, and this scripture. And you're going to ram it home. You know, this is what you should be doing. Listen to this. You know, that's not the right idea, is it? It's not the right motive uh, for someone who has got scruples. There's other ways of dealing with it. But you can see that happening, can't you? I've got perfect liberty. I'm in danger of now judging that brother or sister because they've got scruples. Right? And we can think of modern scruples, can't we, in this modern day of Christianity. I think it's settled down with regards to Jew and Gentile, but we can still think of Christians these days who have scruples. Right? Andrew talked about television and, and movies. And I'll tell you a very funny story that um, I know a couple brother and sister who went to meet a brother in his house yes, to pay him a visit to encourage and he had a television but he'd covered the television with a big drape <laughs> and they said which was probably very ungracious of them to say so but they said um, the budgie's quiet <laughs> which is quite funny isn't it but Really, that's not being very gracious to someone that. But, however, the person involved should not really hide that sort of thing. It's, 
if you want to watch television, don't hide it. Yes, you don't need to hide it. It's one of those scruples. But that was quite funny. The budgie's quiet. <laughs> so it's this sort of thing we're talking about, isn't it? Next important thing in the principles is don't judge them. All right? It's easy to judge, isn't it? And the big warning here is, you know, don't judge your brethren because to their own master they stand or fall. And the Lord Jesus Christ is their master. If they're doing these things as if to please their master, then don't judge them for doing that. And we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ one day and the whole of our life will be evaluated. Every part of it. Right? Everything we've done, everything we've said, will be evaluated. And the end result will every man and woman will have praise of God. In other words, God will find something to praise us by in our Christian life. But we will be before that judgment seat. So our, our relationships and our attitudes and our behaviour, we need to think about that day by day, don't we? In fellowship one with another. Don't judge. Don't criticise and pass judgment on your brother. <coughs> Why do you look down upon or despise your brother? For we shall all appear before the judgment seat of God. The other thing we need to do is bear them up. Yes? And we're now into chapter 15. Bear them up. We that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Now to bear them up means, to bear means to carry and support. Yes? And that applies to all brethren, doesn't it? We should be carrying and supporting our brothers and sisters in their need. It means to carry something. Now, my brother Len will be listening to this uh, broadcast at some point in time, so I'm going to say something about my brother Len, <laughs> which he will find amusing. We went together and climbed Mount in the Lake District, Helvellyn. We climbed to the top of Helvellyn. And we took our picnic up there as well. Unbeknown to me, when we finished our picnic, he had placed a rock. It was about that size, flat piece of rock, in the back of my rucksack. <laughs> and, I didn't, and I didn't know he'd done that. Now, <clears throat> I carried that rock <laughs> all the way from the top of Helvellyn back down to the bottom. So I was carrying it and supporting it. <laughs> Um, now perhaps he was teaching me a, less, a spiritual lesson eh? <laughs> that we need to bear and carry others' burdens <laughs> anyway he, he thought that was funny and I've still got that piece of rock to this day in my garden as well <laughs> so I mean surely be amused with that but that's what it means to bear to carry and support yes that's the principle of our Christian life let's support and carry each other. And we know the example of our Lord Jesus, don't we? He, he bared and carried our griefs. He carried our sorrows. And as we thought this morning, he was 
selfless, totally selfless. Can you imagine that? We are not selfless, are we? None of us are selfless. We're always thinking, you know, what about me? And how is this going to affect me? And if I do this, what's going to happen to me? It's always self, 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 isn't it? The Lord Jesus Christ, example, selfless. It says there we're not to please ourselves. Now there's a challenge for us in our behavior. Because sometimes we want to please ourselves. But really we'd be thinking we should be pleasing our brethren. And we should be pleasing the Lord in our actions and behavior. Look not everyone to please, let everyone of us please his neighbor for good to edification. Let everyone please his neighbor for good to edification. Right? That is, build them up spiritually, to edify, build them up spiritually. That's also in chapter 14, verse 19. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and the things wherein we may edify another. Yes. Building us up each other spiritually. We're doing that, aren't we? In lots of ways. Building and encouraging spiritually. Spiritual maturity. And that building up's got to be done in love. Love is the measure of Christian liberty. You have Christian liberty. But if you're coming across Christians who have scruples, you know, love is the measure. Always love is the measure. And grace. Let's deal with one another in grace. Because the Lord Jesus Christ dealt with us all in grace. Let us not please ourselves, but please our neighbor for his good to edification. It's wonderful to encourage one another, isn't it? And then we have this supreme example of, the, of our Lord Jesus Christ. What an example, isn't it? What a line to say. For Christ, even Christ, pleased not himself. And then he quotes Psalm 69. As it's written, the reproaches of them that reproach thee fell on me. And we've been thinking this morning of all the reproaches that fell upon the Lord Jesus Christ. But he represented God perfectly when he was down here. And everything man had to say against God fell upon him. He was reproached. And he bore that reproach. And he also says in Psalm 69, reproach has broken my heart. So we mustn't think that the Lord Jesus did not feel all this abuse and this reproach he was getting. He did feel it. He felt it quite deeply in his soul. And because he's thinking of Psalm 69, Paul goes on to say, the things that were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience or endurance and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. And that comfort means encouragement 
of the scriptures. So here in in this word of God, we've got all the encouragement we need. It's for our learning, yes? It's very interesting in in, um, Ukraine at the moment. The believers over there in the um, Premier Christian Radio, they're reading Psalm 31. The Christians of Ukraine are reading Psalm 31 and they're praying for God to help them through Psalm 31. And there's a, a, a perfect example. Scripture is comforting them. Scripture is encouraging them. And that's what the scripture does, doesn't it? And it's, if we watch now, it's all doom and gloom, isn't it, on the, on the news and the television and constant <coughs> horrific pictures. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. And then you'll get to the stage where I can't cope with this anymore. I can't watch this anymore. Because it's getting too much. <coughs> but we've got to think about them, haven't we, in the midst of all that. And the scriptures, there's loads of scriptures in here that will tell us, you know, don't fret, don't worry. The Lord is in control. The Lord is sovereign. He rules over the nations. You can read of the nations in the past. He used Babylon. He used the Assyrian to do his work. And when they overstepped the mark, he judged them. There's lots of encouraging things from the Psalms and the prophets. The Lord is still in control. And we've got to remember that, haven't we? We're trusting in the Lord. I'm sure the Ukrainians are trusting in the Lord. One of my favorite expressions in the Bible, it says, it shall come to pass. That is so encouraging, don't you think? (laughs) Because things do come to pass. They have a sense of resolving, don't they? (coughs) You may compare it to the past, I mean, in the Second World War, Russia alone lost 20 million people in the war. Now put that in context with what's happening in Ukraine. I know Ukraine's bad, but in the past, it has been worse, a lot worse. 20 million people alone in Russia lost their lives in the war. So there's encouragement in the scripture, isn't it? It's there for our encouragement and it's there for our learning. So we shouldn't neglect the Old Testament as well as reading the New. (coughs) The comfort of the scriptures, it's wonderful. And he says, now the God of patience or the God of endurance and when you think about it, the Lord Jesus Christ is so patient with us, isn't he? Because we all have our little strange ways and ways of thinking and things of doing. And he bears with us in all those things as well <laughs> uh, while we're spiritually maturing. <laughs> yes. I'm sure you all think I, I wish I knew then when I was saved at 17 what I know now. I often think about that. Wish I would do that. <laughs> Wish I knew that now. Right. And one of the other things is when you're thinking about Christians is don't stumble them. Right? 
You have to be careful not to <coughs> offend and to stumble a Christian. That is really bad and causes harm. Yeah, we have to be wary of that as Christians. In the NHS, we're, we're all taught the ethics uh, and our ethical duties. <clears throat> and one word we use is beneficence. Beneficence means you are <clears throat> doing no harm to anyone, but you are helping someone yeah, who has a problem, and you're dealing with that problem for them. That's beneficence. And then there's mal, maleficence, which is doing harm. And everyone in the NHS is warned about that one. You don't do harm. <laughs> right? In the words, you don't kill your patients and things like that. <laughs> you try not to do harm. Because that's bad, isn't it? And I'll give an example. As paramedics, we could intubate people, which is putting a, a tube into their trachea, uh, which ventilates their lungs. Now, there's, there's two routes down there, yes? There's the esophagus, which goes into your stomach, and there's the trachea, which goes into your lungs. If you put that tube in the esophagus, your patient will be brain dead in four minutes. <laughs> so we had to ensure that we made sure that tube was in the right place. It wasn't a crime to put it there, it was a crime to leave it there. And in the NHS now we can find ourselves quite easily on a manslaughter charge for negligence in what you're doing. But I'm giving that illustration, you know, just the importance of do no harm and support and comfort these who have scruples. And just imagine if we, if we showed them love and we showed them lots of grace yeah. and we lived an example of Christ before them, they may come round to, to realise, you know, well, this is silly, me having this scruple. I, I don't need it. You know, I've come, into the, I've come into the liberty that us Christians have. And that's what the point we want to get to, isn't it? Spiritual maturity coming into perfect liberty. But as we said, there's still some out there will have scruples. I think there's still a lot of people will actually eat fish on Good Friday <coughs> because it's tradition and they have to. <laughs> yeah. And keep feast days like Easter and Christmas. But I won't go there because it could be controversial. But <laughs> I know where I stand on it personally, but... <laughs> I've nothing against Christmas. <laughs> but Easter Day, Christmas Day, to me, it's applicable every day of the year. The crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ is important to us every day, as well as his birth into this world. So is, these are wonderful things. And then he says, verse 6, that you may be one mind and one mouth, glorify God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. With one mouth and one mind, glorify God. So we need mutual relationships, we need practical relationships, and we need harmonious relationships, one with another. And all these things will amount up to not pleasing ourselves 
but pleasing our brothers and sisters in their needs. And then he says in verse 8, talks about the Gentiles. He's quoting, if you include Psalm 69, he's, he's quoting five scriptures from the Old Testament. Five scriptures. Now he says that Jesus Christ was a, a minister, a servant of the circumcision. He was a servant of the Jews for the truth of God to confirm the promises made unto the fathers. Now remember the Gentiles had nothing to do with those promises to the Jews. They were outside of it altogether. But Jesus was serving the Jews. He came for the Jews. He came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Yes. Remember one Gentile challenged him, didn't she? Lord, help me. When her daughter was not very well, she wanted his help. And he ignored her in that sense. He said nothing. <coughs> he didn't speak to her. And she kept pleading. And it's not fit, you know, to take the, the crumbs and feed the dogs. And She said, yes, but let me just feed on the crumbs that fall from the, from the master's table. Let me just feed on those crumbs. And the Lord was so impressed with her faith as a Gentile. But then we realize that the Gentiles, verse 9, the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy because he has showed such great mercy to the Gentiles. It's always God's purpose in the Old Testament that the Gentiles will come into blessing. Right? They didn't envisage it in the one body of the church, Jew and Gentile in one body. They didn't envisage that because that was a mystery revealed to Paul in the New Testament. It's God's purpose for the Gentiles to come into blessing. That the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written, for this cause I will confess to thee among the Gentiles and sing unto thy name. I will celebrate, will praise. That's what that means. This is the Lord saying, I will celebrate with praise the coming in of the Gentiles. Wonderful, isn't it? He's celebrating with praise. And sing unto thy name. And then he says again. He saith rejoice ye Gentiles with his people. And again praise the Lord all ye his people. And the last one he talks about. A root of Jesse. And he, shall, he that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles. And him shall the Gentiles trust. There's four quotations there from the Old Testament. Do you want to know what the quotations are? I'll have to turn to my Amplified Bible to find them because I've written them down. <laughs> one of them's Isaiah 10. The last one's Isaiah 11, verse 1 and verse 10, where the root of Jesse is David. And obviously it refers to the Lord Jesus Christ coming as king. So we know that one. One of them's Psalm 18, verse 49, first one. And the Psalm 117, verse 1 and 2. It's really <coughs> Psalm 117, I'll tell you another interesting story. Psalm 117 is very interesting because I knew a sister at school. She was a Christian when she was at school. 
and she'd been naughty and the teacher said you're going to do some lines on the board you know they used to make you do that didn't they write lines on the board and he said pick a psalm and you're going to stay after school and write those lines so she was very clever she knew Psalm 117 shortest psalm in the bible <laughs> so she picked Psalm 115 which has two verses <laughs> and she wrote the two verses rather than reading a lot more very clever yes very astute to do such sort a of thing so the Lord is quoting scriptures Paul is quoting scriptures from the past which is about the Gentiles coming into the blessing that we have today and it ends with this wonderful word the God of hope fill you with all peace and believing that you may abound in hope through the power of of the Holy Ghost. Never let's lose our hope, yes? Our hope is wonderful, isn't it? And, and we'll never change. It's a precious hope built on precious promises. It's there to us in the power of the Holy Spirit. Maintain that hope at all times, the great hope that we have. So, lots of principles there, yes? all about Christian fellowship and it's obviously a given that all those other Christian things we should have bowels of mercies for one another tenderness forgiving one another yeah, all those things come into it as well as Christian character so we might be harmonious together and the whole purposes of this might have this one harmonious praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ that's what it's all about yeah. we're all praising together and the Lord Jesus Christ leads the singing let's pray <coughs> our father we do thank thee again for the encouragement of thy word and we thank thee we can trust in thee we thank thee we can bring all our cares and burdens to thee we thank thee that thou knowest all about each and every one of us. We thank thee for thy love and concern for each and every one of us. We once again, we will pray for those in Ukraine and the devastation which is taking place there. We give thanks of the example of Christians in, the, in Ukraine who are breaking bread, remembering thee, Lord Jesus, in the midst of a war in their own land. How precious that is that they are assembling to thee and trusting in thee. And we pray for them and we pray for this whole situation and we ask, Father, that this war will soon be at an end. So again, we commend ourselves to thee for the rest of the day. We pray for the gospel later on pray that people will come in. We pray for Andrew as he speaks the gospel. May the gospel go forth nice and clear and may it bring salvation to souls. For we ask these things in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. <coughs>